Welcome to episode 13 of the Simple Doesn't Mean Easy podcast, the six herbs that I'm growing this year. If you are anything like me, you might really love the idea of herbs and growing your own herbs, but you have no idea what the heck to do with them and which ones to grow. So today, we're going to talk about the six herbs that I am growing this year and why. If you happen to have chicken or you're considering getting chicken, then you will especially like this choice of herbs. But if you have no plans for chicken and it's just for food for your kitchen, I got you covered there too. I'm Michelle Visser, author of Sweet Maple and creator of the blog and YouTube channel Solely Rested. Because sometimes the only rest you can find is in your soul. Welcome back to the Simple Doesn't Mean Easy podcast, where we talk about how to simplify our lives in the midst of modern day life, one step at a time. Let's do this together. So I've been raising chicken pretty much since we moved to what is now our little family farm. I guess it's been at least five and a half years now since we've had chicken in one stage or another, um, one breed or another, roaming around the farm here. And I've been like loving the idea of herbs as long as I can remember, but I've never, ever successfully grown many that I at least knew what to do with. Like if I had success with an herb, I typically didn't know what to do with it. It looked great. It's pretty, yeah, it's a nice thing to put in that particular pot in my window, but didn't really know what to do with it. Or there were a few that I really longed to use in my cooking and I like struggled with it not growing well. But finally, this year I've gotten to the point that we have some thriving herbs and I have figured out what to do with them. And all six of the herbs that I'm growing this year are really great to feed to the chicken. Now, as soon as I say that, I realize I have to tell you right up front, total openness, my chicken have always been a little weird. Like I am told that chicken love these herbs. They love grass clippings and lettuce and green stuff. But I don't know why. My chicken have never been crazy about the lettuce that I try to feed them or the fresh herbs that I give them, they, I guess, I don't, I don't know. They're, they're 100% free ranging. They have full range of our property. They tend to do like this one big major circle and they tend to do it like three or four times a day. So even though they can really go anywhere they want, they tend to stick in a certain area. And I, I guess my thought is because they have so much available to them with the grasses and the weeds <laughs> that they like to peck at and eat. And of course, all the bugs and the worms. I, I don't know. I don't know if it's that. If that's why they just don't care about when I give them some lettuce leaves. I, I have no idea. I would say it was just these particular chicken, but we have gone through quite a few sets of hens over the years. And I've never found any that go crazy over the green stuff. So 
Maybe it's just me. If you know some way to like entice chicken to be interested in clippings from the garden, you know, please reach out to me and let me know. But having said all that, I do use all of these herbs for our chicken in their nesting boxes. And I have no way of knowing. It seems every once in a while, like maybe they have been eating at it while they're in the nesting box. So my hope is that that's the case, that they actually are nibbling away at these and I just haven't seen it because they really have really great health benefits for the chicken. But all of these herbs also smell great. So I put them in the nesting boxes to give them a happy place and just to make it a nice place for the chicken, right? I mean, we want to keep them happy because if they're not happy in the nesting box, then I have to go play hide and go seek for their eggs. And that is never a fun game. But I also will dry the herbs and then crush them up so they're like a fine powder. And I will sprinkle that on the chicken's food, especially in the winter. I honestly don't take time or bother to do that in the spring and summer when they have so much great nutritious bugs and other things available for their diet. But in the winter, I will definitely, like I said, dry the herbs and sprinkle it on top of their food for extra special treat and nourishment for the chicken. Okay, so let's dive into this list of herbs that I am growing this year that I'm really enjoying. And don't worry if you don't have chickens, I am gonna to explain to you what I love using these herbs for in the kitchen. But I'll also tell you why they're good for the chicken. So first of all, if you are only going to grow one herb, I'm sure everybody would give you a different opinion, but my particular opinion is mint. Mint is my favorite herb, and maybe that's just because I love a really good cup of hot tea, and I happen to love mint tea. If I can just break a few leaves off of my mint that's growing outside my kitchen and have a delicious cup of tea, it makes me happy. But that's, of course, not all that I use mint for. I like mint in cookies, chocolate chip cookies, or on brownies. Um, I really like to just cut off a sprig of mint. Like I like the tender leaves, the new young growth, and just stick it in a glass of iced tea or even just ice water or lemonade just to add a little bit of mint flavor. And because I have so much of it, it grows like crazy and it's right outside of my kitchen. It's really easy to just cut a little bit off and use it just to garnish a meal. You know, not even something that necessarily would go well with mint. It's just a pretty little green piece to put on the plate. Not that I really do that often, but you know, I have thoughts of doing it often. <laughs> but my favorite way to use mint is in my kombucha. If you don't know what kombucha is, um, I'll leave some links in the description of the podcast that gives you as much or as little information as you want. I've written a lot about kombucha. It's a fermented iced tea that is so good for your gut and so delicious when you make it yourself. And mint is one thing I love adding to my second ferment. It's really good just to make mint kombucha, but I prefer fruit with the mint, like mint strawberry or blueberry mint or raspberry or blackberry. I could go on and on, but almost any fruit and mint makes a delicious kombucha. Now, what about for chicken? Why is mint good for chicken? 
It actually helps them keep cool in the summertime because it naturally somehow lowers their body temperature. Kind of crazy, right? And just like it does for us, if they will eat mint, it will calm their stomach if they're not feeling so great. So it's a really good thing to feed to your chicken. Okay, next one is oregano. I like to use oregano in the kitchen on anything Italian. And our family is really big on Italian, especially pizza. Friday night is pizza night. And I love to add some fresh oregano to our pizza. It's also good, of course, on spaghetti or any Italian dish that I'm making. And it's really good too to put on roasted vegetables and over roasted chicken and potatoes. Now for the chicken, oregano strengthens a hen's immune system. And some folks even argue that it helps them fight common poultry illnesses like salmonella and bronchitis and avian flu and E. coli. I had to look that list up because I don't know anything about that and I'm not sure if it really can do that, but it sure doesn't hurt, right? And um, I mean, it's, it's an herb that's so common and so easy to use. Why not feed it to your chicken too, if it's one that you're growing? Next up is lavender. I have been growing lavender for a few years. I love it. Most herbs I can like not resist touching just because I love when I'm in the garden, if I touch it with my hand and it just smells so good then as I'm gardening. Well, my favorite one to do that with is lavender. I like never pass the lavender that I'm not rubbing some on my hand because it's just so soothing and I just love the smell. Now my favorite thing to do with it has like nothing to do with the kitchen, honestly. Um, I love to just dry it and then put it in my drawers, like in my bedroom, you know, and I enjoy the wonderful smell every time that I put on a shirt or a pair of socks out of one of those drawers. So I will try to change out the lavender at least every year, you know, get rid of the old and, and put a new dried piece of lavender in the drawer. Now, of course, you can make some really fancy things with it. You can make wonderful sachets and put that in your drawer, but I don't really have time or interest in doing that. So I just lay a sprig of lavender in my drawer. It's also a key ingredient in another one of my favorite DIY kombucha recipes. I love lemon lavender and lavender sugar is really delicious. I love making lilac sugar and I have just recently started making some lavender sugar, really good stuff. Um, I'll leave a link to that also in the notes, the podcast notes of how to make floral sugar. Now lavender for the chicken is also calming and soothing for them, just like this smell is soothing for us. You know, if you get a whiff of it, it just, like I said, it just makes me happy and relaxed. It does the same thing for the chicken which is extra nice, by the way, if she's in the middle of her most stressful few minutes of the entire day when she's trying to lay an egg. So lavender, if I have extra, I'll, I'll admit I'm a little stingy with my lavender because I told you I love it. <laughs> um, but if I have extra, that is the first one that I would choose to put in the laying box 
because of that very reason that it just is a nice soothing effect on the hen as she's busy doing that hard job. Okay, another one that I'm growing this year, this one is brand new to me this year. Another herb that I'm growing this year is actually brand new to me this year. It's called nasturtium. I feel like I'm saying it wrong whenever I say that though. It's an unusual word to me, nasturtium. It is a really pretty flower. I just saw the first bloom this week in the garden, so I haven't actually yet used this um, in the kitchen. I'm gonna tell you what I'm gonna try using it for, but if you've used it and have special uses that you love nasturtium for, please let me know. Um, I first planted it because I found out after doing some research that it's a great way to fight off squash beetles. They were my nemesis last summer and I didn't want to repeat that this year. So I did many things to battle off the squash beetles and one of those things was the nasturtium. But I'm told that the bloom is really nice to just put on a tossed salad. It actually has a peppery flavor. So it's also good to put in soups and on meats and in, I'm actually, I'm looking forward to trying it in Kung Pao. Kung Pao chicken is one of my family's favorite meals of all time. And I have a feeling that that pepper flavor would be really good in the Kung Pao. So I'm going to try that and maybe some vinaigrette dressing. And I'm sure, like I said, some soups, it would be delicious. In. So I'll keep you posted on that. But as far as for the chicken, nasturtium is good for them, both the leaves and the flowers, because um, it's a natural antibiotic for the chicken, which I think is really cool. The next herb on my list is basil. I love basil for making pesto, but really I find it's good any way that I would use oregano, it's so similar. I will sometimes use basil instead. It, it's good in scrambled eggs. It's good, um, I mean, like I said, on pizza or in spaghetti, whatever I would do with oregano. If I really want a really good scrambled egg, then I will cut up some fresh basil, some fresh chives, and I will mix in some homemade everything bagel seasoning. That is the way that I love to do a scrambled egg. But again, coming back to kombucha, <laughs> there's a, a really delicious combination I enjoy of strawberry basil. I just put like a quarter cup of some frozen cut up strawberries and maybe, I don't know, a tablespoon of chopped fresh basil into a half gallon mason jar of my second ferment for kombucha. And it's really good, it's delicious. For the chicken, basil helps keep them healthy because it, as well as the nasturtium, has natural antibacterial properties. So it's just a good thing for them. And the final herb on my list of the six that I'm growing this year is thyme. Thyme is a great addition to pretty much any meat dish. It's yummy on tomatoes, green beans. Um, it's good in omelets and souffles. And for the chicken, 
it's pretty cool that it helps them have a healthy mucous membrane. So it's great at assuring that your hens have an overall healthy respiratory tract. Now the time is what I like to make bundles of because I don't use it a lot in my baking and I seem to have a ton of it growing in my garden all the time. So I like to make bundles of it and hang it around the coop, the different bundles, because they are so aromatic and they tend to keep pests, insect flying pests at bay, just to make it a happier place to be in the coop. But honestly, I think any aromatic herb, which most of them are, will probably have that same impact because for some crazy reason, bugs don't like the smell of herbs. You know, I was saying how much I love the smell of herbs. I'm going out of my way just to touch them because I want to smell it on my hands. But bugs are the exact opposite of me. They tend to hate anything that has a strong smell. So that's something you could do with any extra herbs is just hang them around or lay them around in bundles in the coop for that benefit. So there you have it. Those are the six herbs I'm growing this year. I would love to hear what your favorite ones are and how you love to use them. And I also, if you're interested in seeing our coop, it's been many years that I have never even wanted to show you all my coop because it is old and it is an eyesore and <laughs> it is not like, you know, magazine worthy ever. <laughs> but I actually just recorded a YouTube video that I shared a few weeks ago. I will link that in the podcast description. If you want to check out a 200 plus year old coop, I don't even, I don't know if it's that old. It might only be 70 years old, but it, it looks like it could have been here 200 years ago. <laughs> anyway, if you'd like to see my vintage coop, there you go. That sounds a lot better, right? If you want to see my vintage chicken coop, check out that YouTube video that I will link. So there you have it. That's a wrap for today. Thanks so much for listening. And if you enjoyed this episode, if you found it helpful in any way, I would really appreciate it if you go over to iTunes and leave me just a quick review. It is so important for the algorithm of a podcast that's just trying to start out like this one that it has good reviews over there. So I'd really appreciate it. It would help me be able to encourage a few more folks because they might be able to find me if they see some good reviews over there. And in fact, speaking of reviews, I thought, you know what? It would be fun to start sharing some of those reviews on my podcast episodes. So I hope that you guys go over and leave some more so, you know, every week I can have a new review or two to share. I'm going to start with one from way back on my first episode from... Dawn Ari 6. Dawn says, I thoroughly enjoy getting to know Michelle in this episode. I appreciate her honesty and her candid stories. Looking forward to the content to come. I have enjoyed reading her blog for several years. I'm excited about the podcast because I can listen while I go about the tasks of my day. Thank you, Dawn. I was so tickled to get that very first review. And if you want to know what she's talking about, about that first episode and my stories, check that out, episode number one. So if you're having trouble, by the way, accessing any show notes or finding links that I mentioned in this episode, you can always find all back episodes and all show notes at solelyrested.com slash 
podcast. You can also find links there to my podcast on any platform. So that can help you maybe find the iTunes location that you can leave a review. And also while you're there, you'll notice that there is also an option if you'd like to know how to get some behind the scenes information from our little homestead and lots of extra resources, all while supporting our family's efforts to encourage others who are longing to know about simple living or homesteading, gardening or running a sugar bush, or even just tapping one tree. So anyway, there are extra special bonuses planned every single month over on my Patreon page, and you can get a link to that and find out more information at solelyrested.com slash podcast. Phew! Thanks, guys. Thanks so much for spending this time with me today, and I hope that everything is absolutely fantastic in your neck of the woods.